Friends, in this talk I want to discuss three levels of spiritual practice related to body identification. But what is body identification? Briefly, there are a range of ways that people can identify themselves with the physical body or as the physical body. And by body identification, I mean something like believing and directly feeling that any of these ideas really are the truth. To explain these three levels, let's work with a simile. Suppose that there is a person who regularly hallucinates that there is a gorilla in their living room. About this situation, we can talk about three levels of practice, so to speak, three different levels of understanding. At the first level, the person really truly believes that there is a gorilla there. Perhaps they're terrified of it. Perhaps when it sits on the couch, they refuse to sit on the couch next to it out of fear. And when it sits on the chair, they refuse to sit in a chair facing it so as not to stare directly at it. Or perhaps they feel friendly towards the gorilla and enjoy its company, give it hugs, and bring it food from the kitchen once in a while. Or perhaps they feel rather neutral towards it and simply try to be out of its way while they're in the living room. Perhaps the gorilla speaks to them at times, giving them compliments, insulting them, or commanding them, and they believe, for real, there's a talking gorilla right here in my living room. In a psychological sense, we could say, they're having a hallucination without any insight into its unreality. At the second level, the person somehow has learned to recognize, this is a hallucination, there's no gorilla here. But although they now have insight into the nature of their experience, the hallucination persists. They come home from work, and they hear the gorilla say, hello. They watch TV, and the gorilla sits down next to them and asks them to change the channel. They sit down to meditate, and they hear the gorilla moving around and feel the floor vibrate from its weight. They realize, I am just hallucinating this. This is not really happening in the way that it seems to be. And they may try to ignore the hallucination. But crucially, this mere insight into their hallucination is not enough to remove their emotional reaction to it. If the gorilla beats its chest aggressively, the person still has some fear. If the gorilla suddenly shouts at them, the person jumps in surprise. If the gorilla looks especially cute and playful, they get a warm puppy dog feeling. Their insight into the hallucination has changed their understanding of it and has tamed the extremity of some of their emotional reactions, but the emotional reactions continue. The second level is particularly interesting. At this level, one thing that might happen is that a person might develop a fascination with their own insight. They may look at the gorilla in fascination and say to themselves, wow, there is actually no gorilla here. They may inspect the gorilla hallucination closely and say, you know, it's realistic, but it's not totally realistic. There are some flaws in what I see. The fur isn't exactly right, for instance. Neither is the behavior. They may also spend time trying to deepen their insight into the hallucination. A second thing that might happen is, they may perfect their ability to ignore or not mind the hallucination to such an extent that they treat it, to some extent, as if it isn't even there. When the gorilla tells them something, they simply act as if they didn't hear it. 
When the gorilla beats its chest, they raise their eyebrows in fear, but keep doing what they were doing before. A third thing that might happen is, they start to believe that their experience is quite reasonable. They might think, it's not normal to hallucinate a gorilla and believe in it. But perhaps it's the human condition for there to be a gorilla image and gorilla sounds, and it only becomes a problem when these things get combined into the idea of a real gorilla in my living room. They might also think, it's disturbing to believe that there is a real gorilla, but it's not disturbing to see a gorilla image and hear gorilla sounds. They believe, by knowing this isn't real, one becomes unreactive enough to not mind it in any meaningful way. Now, at the third level, of course, the hallucination completely disappears, and the person sees the difference between, on the one hand, not minding a hallucination and not reacting much to a hallucination, and on the other hand, not having a hallucination, and there not being any hallucination left to react to in any way. Now, we can go back to the topic of body identification. At the first level, the person believes, this body really is me, and has powerful existential feelings and thoughts about it. At the second level, a person has insight into things and says, I no longer believe that the body is me in the way that I did before but it keeps seeming to be me, and I keep having some emotional reactions related to it. They may become fascinated by what they now think of as an illusion and spend time thinking about its illusoriness. They may also think, this illusion is quite normal and inoffensive. I don't need to do anything about it. Or they may think, there is no illusion since I don't believe it anymore, so there's nothing to do anything about. Now, at the third level, they simply don't feel that I am the body, or any other variation on that, and any feelings that they have related to body identification vanish. If a person hallucinates a gorilla in their living room, the total resolution of that problem is to not hallucinate it anymore, rather than to gain insight into the fact that it is a hallucination. Similarly, if a person identifies as a body, or feels the body is theirs, or feels that they are in the body, or whatever else, the total resolution of that problem is to no longer think and feel that way, rather than to gain insight into the illusoriness of the thoughts and feelings that make it seem that way. Insight into the gorilla hallucination is a partial resolution of the problem, and perhaps a waypoint for the journey to its total resolution. Similarly, thinking, I appear to be the body, but I don't believe it like before, is a partial resolution of the problem, and a waypoint for the journey to its total resolution. I believe that, at the second level, if a person becomes fascinated with the illusoriness of body identification, or comes to the idea, this illusion really isn't a problem anymore, or comes to the idea, there is no illusion, so there is nothing to be done, or nothing that can be done, can stand in the way of moving to the third level and really doing away with the illusion. Not everyone will want to move from the second level to the third level, but some people might like to try if they knew that there was a third level, and if they could extricate themselves from any pitfalls of the second stage that they've fallen into. That concludes this talk. May you all be happy.